This, this is the Our Auto Expert Podcast. Find us on air, online, on mobile, and on your smart speaker. Please subscribe at ourautoexpert.com. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Now, here's the host of Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Nick Miles. Locally created, nationally celebrated from the northwest to the southeast. This is the World's Car Radio Show. If it has a throttle, we'll feature it on air online, on smartphone, or on that pesky smart speaker that sits in your living room. Uh, This is our auto expert, where two million Americans get their automotive news daily. I'm your host, Nick Miles. Uh, Truck girl Jen is out today, so we have minivan Andy. Yeah, that's (laughs) it's a combo of the two. Is it? Trucks become minivans when you drive them. Yeah, because it's more well-rounded. The, the back end gets bigger. All right. I'm going to go with it. I'm minivan Andy today. You sound like you should be a painter, minivan Andy. Yeah, I don't know how to paint at all. Oh, really? No, there's runs, there's streaks, there's tape improperly taped. Oh, I was thinking of art versus a house. Oh, well, same. <laughs> I'm really good at stick figures. Oh, okay. Uh, I'll bear that in mind if I ever need a car design. Uh, pack show today for you. We are going to jump in with Miriam Joie. Uh, if you're familiar with Miriam, she is a tech blogger, originally, I think, from France. Mm. And uh, she, uh, Tank Girl is her name. Would you take out the valves? Tank oh, Girl. Okay, That's got right. it. So it's T-N-K-G-R-L. I like it. I, I had like to work out what were valves and what weren't there in my head really quickly before I read it out. <laughs> Tank Girl, um, you can read her everywhere, but she's going to talk about some of the uh, really cool future initiatives in cars, electrification, um, some of the really like space agey stuff. She's a tech girl after all. Ooh, I got questions. Do you? Mm-hmm. I ask her about what phone I should get because she knows all that stuff too. She says, well, this screen is like beveled here and the other one isn't. And I'm like, thanks, Miriam. Wow. She's good at that. Uh, we are very, <coughs> excuse me. Very honored today. I was getting choked up. Very honored today (laughs) about uh, Jim Morrison joining us. He is the vice president of Jeep North America. And uh, at the Chicago Auto Show recently, Jeep were the only car company. I guess they're an SUV company and a truck company. They were the only company that introduced a new vehicle. The only one. Yeah. I mean, everything else had been seen before. Theirs hadn't been seen ever. And so that was kind of thrilling. There's a new Jeep Compass, and it looks kind of cool. I have to ask him, so you know uh, when you off-road in these vehicles, they put a black piece on the hood, a a piece of wrap vinyl on the hood of off-roading vehicles. Mm -hmm. It's supposedly matte to stop the sun reflecting in the face of the drivers when they're going up and down rocks. But in the new Jeep Compass, it only goes halfway across the hood, and then it's a colored stripe on the other side. Does that mean you get to see the sun in different colors? Uh is it like a kaleidoscope option? These are questions for Jim Morrison. I need to know, Jim. Yeah. We need to pull a picture up of that and just ask the questions. Just saying. Uh, we're also going to talk about the new uh, Nissan Pathfinder, which I think Nissan have completely outdone themselves. Three-row, eight-seater. It's spectacularly looking. Um, and, and Nissan, of course, many people don't know this, Andrew. But Nissan were a car company that started building fire engines. That was their first build back in 1920-something. In the 20s, they were making fire engines? No, and they they were making trucks way before trucks were popular. 
I wonder if they were the ones, could they figure out how to power water then if they were doing the fire trucks? Because they had to have a compartment for the water. Yeah, well, why do you need to power it? To go to the fire to put it out. Oh, you mean the, the vehicle? Like a, like a water engine. Oh, so the vehicle would use the water as gasoline? Yeah. Oh, that's maybe possible. It sounds complicated. I have a lot of questions. All right, you do. Uh, I would tell you that I know a little bit about fire trucks having worked in that industry Mm -hmm. and uh when they're half empty with water they have a problem because when they stop the water goes forward and then gives it a push so the guys if you don't know how to drive a fire truck or the this is the old-fashioned type sure they come up with a solution now but when you would when you come to a red light and you'd stop suddenly the water you know how how it is when you carry a bucket and you move and it slops Mm -hmm. it would slop all the way to the front and then the the truck would jump a foot. Oh man! Yeah, but I I'm would, sure I would utilize that somehow in a you fun would? way. Yeah, yeah, in a fun way. Like I would e-brake it and see how far I could get. They were di- they're difficult to drive fire engines because of all the water and the weight. I bet. Um, and blind spots and all these sort of things. Is so, the person in the very back driving too? The ladder truck. Mm-hmm. There's a great story about the ladder truck. So. And I don't know how true this is. It's all hearsay. I'm sure someone uh, in Portland, Oregon would be able to confirm this. But when Portland, Oregon first got its ladder truck, Ladder 4, mm-hmm. supposedly they went on a call and they pulled out before the guy was in the back of the ladder truck. It's all hearsay. <laughs> so there was no one steering because he steers the back wheels. Oh. So he steers the back wheel so it goes the right direction because he has to sometimes go sideways as they come in an intersection. He has to go out wide. and he, It's yeah. a job back there. So supposedly he wasn't in there and they pulled the ladder truck out for the first time to go on the very first call and they turned the corner out, you know, coming out of the driveway of the fire station mm-hmm. and turned right and he wasn't in the back and the back end of the fire truck just wiped out three cars on the, on the side oh. of the road. Oh, man. That's the story. I have no idea whether it's true or not. But oh, it's ever since that day they have what's called a dead man's handle in the back of the fire truck, so it cannot pull out unless the guy is sitting in the seat. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Even if it's not true, it's a good story. Yeah, I'm gonna run with it. <laughs> I'm gonna run with it because it's a good story. Uh, Automatic Andy's here. I'll clap for myself. <laughs> you're gonna uh, you're gonna get, tell us the your favorite things about certain vehicles. I have so much fun things to say. So many things about three different cars you played with my bmw m8 competition Mm -hmm. what did you think it was really fast and i think i got it to drift involuntarily in like the car didn't want to yeah i don't either of us want to do the car ever want to do anything no it didn't but it really didn't want to do this uh here's the deal with that sorry i'm it's going away what yeah get rid of the m8 because for the summer i want a convertible well, I'm glad I did what I did then. So I'm going to get a Mini for the summer. A Mini, mini convertible. convertible? Yeah. Oh, we're going to look so good together in it. You know, we have in my bedroom, I have those two, we bought them for Halloween or whatever, those two chicken heads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can, you yeah. Just, can you just imagine two chickens driving? Uh, <laughs> that would be good in a Mini convertible. Is it, yeah. is, are you going to, do they only offer convertibles in certain ones? Because I have a favorite type of Mini, the, well, cl- the Clubman. Oh, the, no, the, the wagon. The wagon doesn't do a... Convertible. They it's just I think the mini hardtop is the only one they do a convert. Well, it wouldn't be a hardtop. The two door and the four door, the mini Cooper. I S. think we would look more stunning in the two door. I think it might be a two door. I have to look at what I ordered now. Sorry, don't know. <laughs> Sorry, can't remember. Uh, I like the. I, I think the convertible just comes in a two door. I'm pretty sure it's a two door I ordered. 
I would uh, reckon that it's probably only a two door. That'd be complicated to keep it a mini and have it four. Yeah, doors no, it's a two door. I'm pretty sure. Uh, Anton Wall is going to join us to talk about um, a lot of stuff that's going on in the news. And also, uh, we, you know, electronics and autonomous, autonomous vehicles and electric vehicles. And we'll find out how many lies people told this week <laughs> about what they were doing. We bring you the truth. Uh, it, 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 we do. Uh, anyway, this portion of the show is brought to you uh, by Indeed. The reason to find your next hire with Indeed are really starting to add up. Just look at the numbers. Instead, in instant matches from searches of millions of resumes in the Indeed database to deliver candidates whose resumes fit your job description. Uh, they have 135 skill tests that go way beyond the resume to help you find the right candidates even faster. According to the ta to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all the other job sites combined. That's a lot. So if you want to multiply your employees and subcontract the uh, har harass hassle, the hassle of doing it, <laughs> not the, the harassment, the, the hassle of the doing harassle. it, uh, and the hassle of finding them, you just visit Indeed.com slash credit. There you go. All right. So start dipping into this BMW M8 competition. Tell me some things you like about it. Well, other than the one that you have, it looks like a really, it looks like a, a sour green Skittle. And it, I like that part. It's that. It, you know what? It, I think it should be called Skittle Green, but it's metallic. Yeah. It looks, Skittles aren't usually metallic. I've never really wanted to take a bite out of a car, but that's this is the first one. Please don't. Um, so, that well, I mean, just for off first, th that, the look. Um, it looks it looks aggressive, but also inviting. It's like a mean hug almost. Uh, but once you get in it, the BMW M8 competition, a mean hug. <laughs> he really meant it. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm a. Of course, the world is unable to see me, but I'm I'm a bigger gentleman, uh, and it was quite easy to get in and out of, which I didn't think it was going to be. The doors um, are massive, aren't they? They're super huge. Uh, you know, it's a it's a beautiful car, man, and it gets down the road quick. I just. It, it's not necessarily the BMW M8, but I just have the one con of all BMWs that I do not like. What? It's the scrub wheel. Oh, the the eye wheel. The eye I drive. don't like I it. drive. It's called. I, I just believe it's just you. It's you're doing too much while you're driving. Well, you the the idea I mean? is you don't have to look at it. You can twist and press. Well, I, I've never just like you do. <laughs> that's how I live my life. I try <laughs> to live twist my and life. press. Just twist and press stuff yeah. as I go, but. Um, yeah, I know. But other than that, I mean, that that's a petty subjective thing that I just don't like. Other than that, I mean, it's it's beautiful. And I looked extremely handsome in it. You did? Yeah. Good. Do you have pictures? No, yeah, I did because I took it out when you were asleep. Oh, I want to post it on Instabubble. <laughs> I want to post pictures of you in my car on Instabubble. Yeah, I took it out uh, acting like it was mine. You know how people do. Yeah. <laughs> No, not really, no. <laughs> <laughs> People that live in the same house as me don't usually take my cars out and act like they own it. Yeah, no, I had to take it out. There's, I went on a date. You did? Yeah. And? Well, she just, you know, she was impressed that I had a She just what? She just yeah. went, hey, baby. Wow, BMW. Kisses. MMA. Yeah. All right. You know, the neighborhood kids keep texting me, asking me to take them out. Yeah, you're like the ice cream man, but with no ice cream. Kids just With run cars. Yeah. The ice cream man with cars. That's what's cool. We need, to, we need to make you a jingle like the ice cream. I, I tell them it's inappropriate. They want to bring their friends and have rides. I'm like, it's inappropriate. <laughs> bring your parents, then I'll feel, feel more appropriate. Yeah, way more. Mum's like, don't let him ask you anymore. He's only eight. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. She wants to go for a ride in your car. 
she's four. <laughs> I'm not putting a child seat in it. All right, more Our Auto Expert on the way. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert is available 24-7 on our website, ourautoexpert.com. You can listen to podcasts, hear all past shows, and see automotive videos about your next ride. Car stories are right there. Uh, Our Auto Expert is where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. You'll find it all at ourautoexpert.com. Automatic Andy is in the pits today. Uh, So, Andy. You know what's in my pits? (laughs) Stop. Old old Spice. Stop. Stop. I'm in the pits. Stop. Uh... She is one of my uh, closest friends, but I get to spend very little time with her because uh, we only usually see each other on events um, when or when she uh, used to live in Portland. She used to come visit me. Miriam Shua is known as Tank Girl, T-A-N-K, sorry, T-N-K-G-I-R. Let me start again. T-N, it's, the vowels are gone. T-N-K-G-R-L. You can follow her at Twitter. She has her own podcast. She has her own website. Um, and she is probably the most intelligent person when it comes to the tech game. If I have a question about anything, Miriam's at the end of the phone usually if I need something mm. done, need to you know, find something out. Um, so she, she is just one of those people that I really enjoy uh, talking to, yeah, I do cheat a little bit. All these experts I know from doing radio shows, yeah. um, I always have to call them up and say, "Hey, I need to buy a generator, Eric. Uh, you know, you're the home improvement guy, guy from around the house. Just uh, tell me what the best generator is, or you know, what a contact. No big deal, by the way. No, but you know, there's especially other. Ra- I read these radio stations. We have all of the experts on. See, so I'm, you should utilize them. I think it would be really cool to have the opportunity to get to, to talk to her at some point because who who she is to you, you are are to some people like myself. Right, right. like so car, if, car. If, yeah, yeah, like if that's your guru, then. You like to talk to me about cars, but you're not seriously thinking of buying a new one, are you? I usually talk at you, and you just <laughs> you let me say my stupid things, and then you laugh, and then. If something cool happens, then we talk well, about Well, let's not it. waste time. Let's catch up with what's going on in the news with Miriam. Okay. She is the expert uh, on these things. So, Miriam, welcome to the show. I uh, noticed that, that the deliveries um, uh, of the new Rivian R- R1T and R1S look like they're going to be delayed again. Uh, we're already like 18 months out from when they originally said they would come. Is that right? Yeah, that's roughly correct. I mean, I don't think this is a huge deal. Uh, you know, this is typical of what's happening with startups in the in the car space. I mean, let's get real. You know, we haven't had startups in the car space for decades. And then suddenly here we are having this new uh, electrification direction, which I think is exciting. And these companies, you know, they have to learn so much, right, even though they hire the right people. So they, they want to get it right. I think this is a – this particularly the Rivian is, is a luxury product to an audience that is very critical, similar audience that initially helped with Tesla, but they now have much higher expectations. So I think they're just tweaking things to just get it perfectly right, you know? It was exciting to see them unveiled a few years ago for the first time because they had a lot of stuff going on in them, which was very different from a lot of other other trucks, right? A lot of I mean, SUVs. you've seen these vehicles being test-driven and et cetera for, for years now. I think they are real. They're happening. I think they're just, you know, polishing, polishing, polishing. They're learning from, you know, they, they come from the tech startup culture, which is, tends to be very, you know, willing to put up beta products. And I think they're, they're realizing that the kind of customer base that they're aiming for 
does not want that, you know. I mean, some of it is okay. That's part of the nature of modern cars is you're going to have to have software updates and improve things over the year, and that's great. But, you know, I think they're trying to get the hardware just right so that they don't have to tweak that too much as they go forward, you know. Yeah. Um, We've probably got time for one more story, but I want to definitely talk about this, So the Chevy Bolt EV uh, recall. So let's, let's dive into it. I mean, how serious is this? Well, so this is this is very serious. If you own a Chevy Bolt that is from 2017, 2018, and partially some models in 2019, you know, you're probably aware of this. You've probably received a letter from Chevy by now, but you should not be parking your vehicle in your garage or someplace where if it catches fire, it's going to take down your home, right? So that's basically the first thing that you should know uh, if you don't already. But the problem is this, is... A certain batch of batteries made by LG Chem, the company of Korea that Chevy partnered with to make the batteries on the early bolts, you know, for that 2017-18, partially for 19, um, is defective. And uh, this is the same battery pack, uh, you know, the same battery cells put in different packs used on the Kona, uh, Hyundai Kona EV as well, which has had a recall. Uh, the Kona EV has also had these fires, and Hyundai just bit the bullet finally and said, look, those cars that are affected, we're just going to change the battery packs. And But Chevy has been kind of humming and hawing about this, issuing software updates that have crippled the cars, really, by reducing their range and their ability to charge to max and their ability to, you know, they're telling people do not, you, you know, charge below, like, do, do not use your vehicle with a charge below 70 miles. And it's like it's reducing the range of use of the vehicle to about 110 miles for a vehicle that had 250-mile range. And, and it's kind of ridiculous. And they, they really haven't been treating their customers very well, I think. Um, they have been difficult with buybacks. You know, people have been trying to get buybacks. And ultimately, look, this is a great car. The, the new ones, if you want to go out and buy a new one, there's no issues with them. However, if you have one of those, you should work closely with Chevy to get it, you know, either get the battery replaced, which I think is what this, re- this final recall is about, or, you know, just get it, get them to buy it back, you know. So Chevy uh, or GM as a whole have based their whole future on electrification. It's not a good start. Well, no, look, LG Chem, the company who made the batteries, had a defect for one, uh, you know, for this production batch of cells. And, you know, this just shows you how, you know, this is kind of very, very new still, and we're going to get issues. I think the problem here is not the car. The problem here is not the engineering. The problem here is just the manufacturing defect that Chevy is just not willing to do the right thing, you know, because it's going to cost them a lot of money, right? Um, and and that's the problem. Like, I think if you have a Chevy Bolt, it's a great car, and you're going to love it. But you need we need Chevy to get on board. And, you know, they've just been humming and hawing for the last nine months, year, since the fires have been intensifying. And, again, I want to make this clear to the audience here, okay? five fires in four years there's 150 fires car fires a day in the u.s on average like let's get real this is a minute right. amount of cars right. but it's, it's very destructive like you know these are fires that are going to total your car so you know people have uh, have leases and loans on these yeah. cars and yeah. it's just not acceptable yeah, right? yeah. Miriam Joie, you can follow her at Tank Girl. Just remove the valves. She is a wealth of information. And check out some of her cell phone reviews as well. Follow her on the podcast, uh, TNKGRL. 
You're listening to the R Auto Expert Podcast. This is our Auto Expert Radio Show. Our Auto Experts on TikTok. You can start a conversation with us or ask us a car question. Just direct messages at our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert is where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. Uh, Automatic Andy is with me. Do you, can you drive a stick? Uh, n- no, the, right. that's my name. All right. Because I, I don't know what to do after first gear. Do you keep going? Do, do you have to watch the RPMs? I don't. What if it slips? I don't uh, know what to do. There's way more than I could possibly have energy to answer right now or even talk to you about. I know. Uh, in Chicago last week and uh, saw a brand new Jeep Compass, which was uh, unveiled uh, or refreshed a Jeep Compass, introduced originally in 2007 model year, and it's now in its second generation, soon to come. I think we would call this a third generation, but it's a, well, maybe a mid-cycle refresh. Uh, this new Compass is one of my favorite vehicles has the jeep teeth up front like every single jeep in the lineup uh the the uh really nice top end versions of this um i'm a bit partial to this sort of you know the off-roady the top versions that tricked out i have a hard time not ticking boxes when i buy a vehicle it's it's a disease i have tick tick box tickers uh it's it was among the first crossovers from jeep uh this vehicle uh, originally the second generation showed at the 2016 la auto show i was there got a chance to introduce that to the world of television Whoa. so yeah it was uh, it's pretty cool uh the compass original drive of the compass was in portland oregon uh, well, when they first me. launched the vehicle. yeah. So we were in Portland, Oregon driving it. That's where Jeep took us to drive the vehicle. Does the Compass yeah. have a compass in the The dash? first one didn't, but they do now. Do they? Ah, I was going to get there. I was going to get there. The first one didn't, and, and I think uh, Scott Brown, who is the regional West Region Manager, who was at the launch, I said, hey, Scott, where's the Compass? And his face just went... <laughs> yeah, but they have a compass in them now, and you be. But that's not the reason to buy it. The reason to buy it is it's the world's best off-road brand. So um, it's it's the off-road brand, and yeah. the man who is in charge of this off-road brand is Jim Morrison, who's the vice president. He joins us on the phone. Hi, Jim. New compass, pretty exciting. Nick, how are you? Great. So yeah, lots of uh, lots of things to talk about with new compass. A lot going on at Jeep. We're not uh, not getting much sleep here this year, but uh, we get to talk to you a lot, which is uh, which is great. <laughs> I was thinking about this this morning. Uh, you, I think you have seven vehicles that we knew about uh, that were coming this year, and I'm probably sure, that just like every other car company, have secrets up your sleeve uh, that, of other things that we're not expecting. But the buzz around this Compass is pretty amazing. Uh, first of all, when I went online to look at what sort of press you guys were getting, it's super positive. Uh, second of all is everybody's jonesing after the the hybrid or the plug-in hybrid version. Like there's a lot of spy pictures online. It seems like you've whipped up a frenzy in the Jeep audience and the general SUV and CUV audience. Yeah, there's a lot going on, I think um – you know, underwritten by it's a pure Jeep, so you know, great off-road uh, credibility with you know with its four-wheel drive system, and it's got a Trailhawk that will uh, will go anywhere. You know, whether it's uh, through the snow or uh, through the sand, you can strap a surfboard on it and take it and you know, take it to the beach, um, or um, you know, go wherever you want. It's it's a, the perfect size for a lot of folks. And uh, you know we've we've got, we've attracted a lot of people to the Jeep brand with Compass over the years, but you know really taking it to the next level with this uh, with this new 2022. 
So in that off-road edition, and I had a question for you, I noticed that, uh, so a lot of times when you do the off-roading, you put the matte black square on the hood to make sure the sun, I suppose it's to make sure the sun doesn't reflect off of the driver's eyes. But I noticed in, in your new edition of the Compass that it has a colored stripe down the side. That's different. I've never seen anybody do that. Yeah, does that hit the hit the driver with like a kaleidoscope effect? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, it's, it's funny because when we put that matte black uh, hood patch on on uh, on all of our Trailhawks and uh, and some of our special editions, then it's purpose built. You're absolutely right. So it grabs the reflection. So whether it's off of you know water or snow or uh, and when you're off-roading, uh, you know, off the rocks, you don't want to get the reflection to bounce into your uh, into your eyes. So it's it's purpose built. Um, but it's we had we had a little fun with it because, you know, since our very first Trailhawk, you know, we we launched it with um, you know with the red tow hooks. You know, everybody in the uh, uh, in the automotive world seems to have copied our red tow hooks. Yeah. So we put a little red pack, a little red strip down the side of our off-road patch just to see if everyone's going to copy that too. So oh. it's uh, <laughs> a little bit of fun. Are, with are you nice. are you poking the competition, Jim? Oh, geez, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh it's, man, uh, it's, you know, it's, uh, it's it's too it's too much fun here on a Saturday afternoon, not too. I, I know I probably shouldn't talk about this, but it's it's kind of funny because everybody's trying to keep catch up with you. Obviously, Jim, you're the market leader in, in off-road vehicles uh, for everybody. And you have everything just outside your front door from this, the little renegade all the way up to the Grand Wagoneer. The interesting thing is it's it's lovely to hear all the other car companies and SUV companies always ask, what would Jeep do? What would Jeep do mm-hmm. if it was a Jeep? Yeah. And yes. It, it's they're always so worried about what you're doing and, and what you know what you're trying to achieve and they're always trying to run after it um you know you guys started your off-road camps and the competition started their off-road uh, special camps you know you do this the competition does that so i mean you're you're changing what happens in the entire market just by what you do at one brand right yeah you know it, it is it is uh, i guess an honor to be copied a little bit uh you know uh, you would think they'd have, you know, a mind of their own, but everything from Jeep Adventure Academy being copied to our camp jeeps at the auto show, you know, we actually call it uh, some of some of the camp lots now because some people are doing it in the parking lots. We have a natural environment that we like to you know, put our customers in at auto shows, which, you know, in Chicago as we saw, you did a great job climbing up those rocks, man. That was that, it, was, that was great. You you uh, set the scene for me. That was uh, pretty good. Everyone in the production team of the TV stations, they were all like, "Oh, you, you sure you go okay out there?" And I'm like, "Yeah, don't worry. I'm I'm half Aries and half Taurus. I've I've got the boldness of a goat and the ability of a bull. So don't worry, I'll be half up there." <laughs> oh, that was perfect, and all those colors just look fantastic. Yeah, it, but it was, was a, uh, it was, was a good. You're not quite as capable as you know as as a Wrangler with uh, yeah. You know what's funny is being on a bunch of your events, um, I call back the Gladiator. I got out of the Gladiator to do some some filming, some shots up a hill when we did that just outside Sacramento. And I couldn't even walk up the hill that the Gladiator was going up. And Jeez. I was like, just got back in the truck and went, all right, I'm done. <laughs> I'm out. Yeah, it's amazing where those things will go. Yeah. And, you know, the new compass is, is even better. You know, we keep taking the capability to the next level. This thing has got an interior that people don't even believe would be in a $50,000 SUV. You know, and it's, it's in our compass, 10 inch green, all the tech you can imagine. Makes you feel like a million bucks. It was always well known as having, you know, one of the sexiest exteriors. In fact, you know, I don't know if we've told you this before, but it, it was actually the, the highest ever Jeep that was clinic 
as far as really? this, uh, research, as far as the overall exterior appearance of it. And so we've updated it for 2022, 20, um, but then um, we've also given it a brand new interior and, and uh, we've really taken our interiors up a notch, as you know, with uh, the latest, you know, the Grand Cherokee, the new Grand Wagoneer, and, and now we have the new Compass right along with it with, uh, with an interiors uh, that is, is absolutely uh, unmatchable. It's one of the things that I think I really started to notice in the Grand Cherokee is, uh, you know, a vehicle in that class, which is really uh, an Explorer is sort of the competition for that, but or a Highlander. They don't have massaging seats. This is one sort of things Ooh. that you, you you start to put things in that aren't seen in that class before. And you've probably done a lot of those things with the Compass as well. Yes. You know, heated front seats, heated back seats. You know all of the uh, the technology, the 10-inch, you know, um, Uconnect 5, which is five times faster, but still every bit as simple uh, to use, and and uh, it's got Apple CarPlay, Android Auto, you know, now wireless charging and wireless connectivity, which is uh, which is just fantastic, and you know it's uh, it's it's amazing because you know people think we just stay focused on the full-wheel drive stuff, and of course we do, and we keep making it better with uh, with each version. Uh, but uh, we've added in more tech than anybody else has in its class, more safety than anybody has in its class, and uh, and really you know pushing the luxury you know side yeah. of uh, that because everyone likes to uh, have luxury in them on the inside and and rugged capability uh, on the outside and underneath them. So yeah. that's what we do at G. Yeah, you've done an awesome job, and I I will tell you the part that I like is the different mesh that you've used in the Jeep teeth as well. It completely changes the front of the car, depending on what you level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just, yeah they, uh, it gives it a nice little, you know, mean look, and and uh, but it, it's it's kind at the same time. So you're like, yeah, man, I think it's got to be capable. So everybody it, loves it. It's like a mean hug. Is that what you said, Andy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah, a mean, maybe, yeah. a mean <laughs> hug. Um, so the biggest questions are: When are we going to see this in dealerships, and what are we talking about price range, Jim? Well, it's available this fall, um, and uh, starts around uh, twenty-six thousand uh, dollars for a four by four. It starts around uh, uh, twenty-four thousand dollars for a four by two. Um, be available in front-wheel drive and 4x4. Um, and then the neatest thing is uh, we're actually doing some pre-orders now for, uh, uh, for especially for our customers that, uh, that have them now. Um, and um, so if there's anybody happens to be listening, looking at it, and you know, make sure you reach out to your Jeep dealer because we've got a special deal for you to, uh, to get into the new Compass and have it for you. Be first front of the line to have uh, one of the first ones on the block. Now, what's the starting price for Nick and I? <laughs> Nick and you are free. That, that's oh, the boom! Yes. Uh, you know, you guys, you guys yes. Get awesome. Uh, well, we'll look forward to seeing you. I'm going to see you in a few uh, weeks on the uh, Wagoneer Drive there in New York. We'll be reporting all about the Wagoneer, the Grand Wagoneer, and uh, just really looking forward to, to that, Jim. We'll get a chance to catch up. But if you're in that uh, Compass range, uh, you heard it from Jim Morrison, the Vice President of Jeep. You need to get to your Jeep dealer and see if you can uh, get on the order list for one. Uh, if you're currently an owner, you might have a few extra little opportunities there to get into them. Great new Jeep Compass, and I'm really glad that the new Compass has a Compass. More Our Auto Expert on the way. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. Welcome back to Our Auto Expert. This is Nick Miles. Over 12,000 people have downloaded Our Auto Expert podcast. Many more stream it online. Enjoy the happy listeners via iHeart. 
Yep, we're on the iHeart app. Thanks to iHeart. They reached out and put us on the iHeart app or on Spotify, ourautoexpert.com as well. Just scroll to the bottom of the page. Do it right now, Andy. And you can listen to all of our past shows. I think we have over 150 at online. We do it in seven years. It's a long time. I've never been home in seven years. You haven't seen uh, home. I haven't slept years. in seven years. Uh, so uh, just go to our auto expert radio uh, website, which is ourautoexpert.com, and uh, you can do what two million other wow. listeners do and get their news from it every day. By wow. the way, now, now that I'm an employee, yes. do I get a. You want to be on the about page, don't you? I yeah, can feel it coming. Yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> I want to get a headshot. Nick, yeah. I want to be on the front. Okay. I know I know you are the face of it, but I just can maybe I can be the back face. <laughs> the back end? Yeah. You want to be put on the back end? Yeah. All right. Uh, so you have been looking at a few cars this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we gave you some cars to go play with, and uh, you were pretty excited about the BMW M8 competition. Man, I was able to go get a taco so quick <laughs> in the BMW M8 competition. Yes. There's Ta- some special things about it, specifically and exclusively to the competition. Okay. The number one thing that really impressed me was the speed. And it went from zero to 60 in a modest 3.3 seconds. Dude. Just 3.3. I know. I own the car. (laughs) Yeah, it is Nick's car. I got to have it for a little bit. Um, I wasn't able to track down if this is available in the States. Uh, However, in Britain... When you upgrade the the driver's package and you get all the bells and whistles, you get a voucher for driving lessons. And when you upgrade to the driver's package, the the, the top of the line one, it also kind of unlocks. It doesn't kind kind of it does unlock the rear rear wheel drive, and it gives you the top speed of 189 miles per hour. That is amazing. So um, and we're going to talk more about this later on, but okay. I also wanted to jump in and, and uh, talk to our next guest, who uh, is really the probably the most prominent Spanish automotive journalist out there, uh, Javier Mota, digital automotive journalist. Uh, he is um, my driving partner when I go on a lot of these programs, and we wanted to have him on the show. Uh, one thing I wanted to talk to you about, well, first of all, Javier, welcome um, back to the show. Thank you, Nick. How are you? I'm great. Uh, I'm sure it's not as beautiful where I am as it is in Miami, but uh, <laughs> uh, I want to put it that way. It's a kind of uh, cloudy, but it's fine. I mean, a little bit of a mix. You are. You deserve a little cloud after all the sunshine that you get. Just saying. Yeah. Uh, exactly. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about uh, this uh, GM Media Day. Um, the, the yeah, GMC, GMC, GMC uh, Media for, Day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. No, it was pretty interesting. I mean, kind of a short program, but uh, very interesting because GMC, as you know, is like the, the luxury division of uh, for trucks for General Motors, and they they took us to the proving grounds, which is like very a very secreted place. I mean, you cannot have cameras or anything. So they they had us there to test drive the new generation of the super cruise the system that is already in the cadillac yeah and now it's on the pickup trucks and the amazing thing is that it works for towing too so they have uh developed some some parts of the software that can uh, calculate the load and uh change change lanes on on the road while you're towing which, which is pretty amazing i 
used to have a boat and I used to have a pathfinder to tow it and I was never good at it. <laughs> right. Say, it's very difficult. It's a if skill. You don't practice enough. Yeah, I drive all these vehicles the same as you do all over the country every week. I mean, September, I'm only home one day in the weekday. I'm home some weekends, but there's so much stuff coming up. And I get to drive all these vehicles, and they always have a towing option when you go to a launch of a vehicle that can tow. They have something attached to the back so you can see how it tows. I'm not good at that. I'm not. I'm I just, know, no, it's, it's, <laughs> so this, this system makes it really, I mean, the traffic itself is the new Sierra, the 2022 yeah. which was already camouflaged because it's not out yet. But uh, that was the interesting part of it. Like, when you got, we get to go there, obviously no cameras or anything, but, like, you're driving around in this camouflage pickup truck with a towing 5,000 pounds, like, and you don't feel anything. It's just, right. like, not doing all the work for you. And the other cool part of it is that you're in the proving grounds, of course, they're, they're testing cars there. You see, like, Corvettes going out there and, like, other Cadillacs and other GM products. Of course, we cannot take pictures or anything, but it's, like, it's one of the most interesting places to go to because, I mean, you, you get to see the secrets uh, that they're working on uh, for further future release on the market. Yeah, yeah so, so it's did... pretty interesting. But, again, a short program, so we were on, on the – a very, very short and not too difficult off-road course yeah. for like 10 minutes on the on the um, the Lally, um 4L. It's yeah. like the most uh, like most off-road capable model that they have. And then we went two laps on the five-mile loop where we towed with the Sierra Denali and the Super Cruise system which is it was really really interesting my video is already up you can take a look and it's uh, i mean it's the whole demonstration with the engineer in the car because you were learning the system so it was very interesting i think uh gmc a lot of people don't pay too much attention to it but yeah. i mean their their transaction price is similar to mercedes-benz so wow. <laughs> it's not about not about uh about business for for general motors right because they basically Put the same base of the truck, yeah, and then they put a. a, a they are more luxurious in the inside. They put a little more technology in this case with the, with this super cool system and all that. So, I mean, it's not a bad, a bad deal. And a lot of people don't pay too much attention. But if you combine the business from GMC with the trucks uh, from Chevrolet, I mean, they're doing pretty good. Yeah, and the Cadillac SUVs too. Yeah, I'm a bit partial to the GMC uh, vehicles because I I like uh, I have a trouble not ticking boxes when I uh, buy vehicles. Uh, so, what's your overall impression, Javier? And where can we see your video? Well, the video is in my YouTube channel already. Uh, Autos Javier Mota. You just like Google it, and it's going to be there. And I think it's it's a great truck. I cannot say much about the the Sierra 22 because it was all camouflage in and out. So I'm sure they're gonna bring a lot more with that like for example the info entertainment system that they already have in the cadillacs they're going to implement some parts of it and it's going to be much better than they have now so pretty interesting and like i mean like that pickup truck segment it's, it's like growing like crazy oh and they announced this week too 
they, they of course, are going to have a pick an electric pickup truck. So oh, yeah. Everybody seems to be doing one. Maybe you should make one too, Nick. Yeah, really. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, let, let's hope that it comes soon because everybody's jumping into that market. We've got electric Jeeps coming. We've got electric uh, Fords coming. And I know that they're, we're waiting eagerly for the electric pickup truck. Uh, yeah, apparently the Rivian is going to be the first one to hit the market allegedly in September, but we'll see. It's about a year and a half late, by the way, already, well, but we'll, we'll see. We, we, yeah, let's hold our breath. The thing is, too, I'm telling everybody, just hang on. There's going to be over 100 new electric vehicles coming in the next year or so. So there's a I lot. Know, exactly. There's yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's better to wait a little. Yeah. Javier Moto, it's always great to have you on the show. Uh, just check his stuff out. Just Google Javier Moto. Our auto expert will be right back. You're listening to the Our Auto Expert podcast. Locally created, nationally celebrated from the northwest to the southeast. This is the World's Car Radio Show. But as a throttle, we'll feature it on air, online, on smartphone, or on smart speaker. This is our auto expert, where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. I'm your host, Nick Miles, along with Automatic Andy. That's me. Round of applause for Automatic Andy. Uh, Andy, I got, down, I got to go to L.A. to test drive the brand-new Nissan Pathfinder. Um, and this is a vehicle, it was the first vehicle I rode in ever in North America. Did you touch all the buttons? Uh, I licked all the buttons. There you go. Uh, 1993, when I arrived to go to school in Canada, mm-hmm. uh, I got picked up from the airport in a Nissan Pathfinder. So that was your intro to America. It was my intro to North America, yeah. Nice. And introing us to the vehicle is uh, Andrew Molnar. He is a product planning specialist for uh, Nissan. So you couldn't just go with seven-seater. You had to go with an eight-seater, Andrew. Nick, Andy, how are we, gentlemen? Yes, of course, we had to go with an eight-seater. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of our customers have, have large families, so we didn't want to leave anybody out. We wanted to bring everybody on the trip with us with eight seats. That, I, I just imagining, like, sorry, you have to stay home, yeah, seven seats. That's it. Now we, have, now we have a Pathfinder, you can come. Uh, that That's awesome. And I also got to go to NDA, the Nissan Design Center in uh, San Diego, where, where some of this vehicle was sort of shaped, and it's really been shaped for the U.S. market, right? Yeah, didn't they knock it out of the park? Yes. Um, yeah, oh, it's yes. been shaped for the U.S. market. The U.S. is the lead market for this vehicle, and, and it's really designed with U.S. customers in mind. We've seen a trend of customers liking more aggressive, more masculine design. So that's what we're trying to uh, incorporate with this new 2022 Pathfinder. I really like the the shape of the vehicle, but I was surprised in a couple of things. First of all, the ride is actually pretty astounding. You don't expect uh, a SUV, CUV of this size to be so easy to drive and so smooth. I mean, just driving it through the mountains outside California, no, no trouble keeping it right in the center of the lane. Um, it just handles much more like a sedan than it does uh, something that's sort of the same size as a pickup truck. Yeah, it does. Uh, good point. Yeah, our, our engineering teams did a really good job making this thing a real pleasure to drive. It doesn't feel very heavy. It's got, you know, the new nine-speed transmission for that for a direct linear response, uh, throttle response. And, uh, yeah, it, you can throw it around the, the curves of the mountains, like you said, and, and just 
take it around town and it, it's, a, it's a real pleasure to drive. Yeah, especially I think some of the people in my family that don't, you know, they like to have big vehicles. We like to haul a lot of people, but they, they get sort of compressed with having to drive something that's super big and hard to park. It wasn't that at all. And one thing that Nissan's always done and uh, I think you, you're sort of starting to become famous for is including, even in the base models, so much tech and you've really included a lot of tech with the new Pathfinder. Yeah, you're exactly right. Uh, it's tech, and it's it's also safety tech. Safety is something that's very important to us as a brand, as a company, and we think it's very important for consumers, especially if the Pathfinder, who are who are going to be hauling around their family, they really care for their family's safety. Uh, they really hold that uh, very important to them. So, of course, we've got the Nissan Safety Shield 360 on the standard grade, including things like RAB. Uh, and automatic emergency braking uh, to keep those families safe. I like the idea. Uh, one of the things I was troubled with is we talk about a brand like, say, Range Rover, which are amazing, Land Rover, Range Rover, but only about 1% of those vehicles ever go off-road. They're sort of super uh, off-road capable, but, you know, nobody needs really that much off-road capable. But you've sort of, as a standard, included real capability with the new Pathfinder, which I kind of like. You know, they have these different drive modes, so you don't have to be, sort of in an off-road mode all the time you can select where you are and sort of what the surroundings are and then uh, press the or select the drive mode to meet your needs at that very moment you're not sort of in in you know all-wheel drive crawl all the time you can uh, have a, a vehicle that's made for the road but has the capability to do you know campsites and uh, some some off-roading yeah don't we all want to have a little bit more capability than we really need um, yeah, this, the seven standard uh, drive modes, drive and terrain modes on our full-wheel drive versions, I'm sure we'll get a lot of play with our customers who want that added bit of confidence, no matter the terrain, whether it's a snowy slope or a muddy rut. Um, they are going to appreciate that capability that these uh, drive and terrain modes bring. Um, so, yeah, of course, not all customers will use this on a daily basis, but for those customers who enjoy camping, enjoy uh, going hiking and getting out to the trailhead. Um, they're really going to enjoy uh, the added capability that we've, we've put uh, standard uh, in this vehicle. Uh, eight different versions I'm counting here. If you take it from the Pathfinder S two-wheel drive all the way up to the uh, Pathfinder Platinum four-wheel drive, you've got uh, a range of around $33,500 all the way up to just below $50,000, $48,090. That's a big range. There's a lot of vehicles in there for everybody. Sure. Yeah, we wanted to keep cater to, to every customer with, with a large family that's out there. So, yeah, you've got the S customer who might be more safety conscious, more budget conscious, but then you've also got, yeah, all the way up until the Platinum model, that you get some of these uh, luxurious uh, comfort and convenience touches, like the heads-up display, fully digital TFT, semi-analyn leather. It's a real luxury vehicle stowed at the top up there. So, yeah, we've got a price point for, for easy entry for, for pretty much all consumers. I'm interested to note that, uh, just looking at it here, it's kind of interesting to see 
that the charge for the all-wheel drive up is only uh, just $1,900. If you take it from the two-wheel drive platinum and you go to the all-wheel drive platinum, uh, there, there's uh, an extra charge of just uh, $1,900, which is even more interesting to me because usually that price is somewhere around $4,000 if you're talking about a vehicle of this size. Hey, don't tell our pricing team. We <laughs> want to keep this pretty cheap for everybody. But yeah, you get so much added uh, capability uh, in selecting a four-wheel drive version. Yeah, like you said, the drive and terrain modes and, and just all the capability that comes with that, we, we really... Uh, see a lot of customers opting for the four-wheel drive, so we want to make it accessible for them. I also wanted to add in there as well that, uh, with, especially with these uh, Pathfinders, you obviously have it on all of your vehicles, but the uh, Safety Shield 360 uh, available, uh, class-exclusive uh, uh, you know, uh, intelligent forward collision warning as well, which is uh, one of the things you probably shouldn't be buying a car now without that because you want to get to sort of the zero accident levels. Uh, the 360 is really just looking around the car all the time, right? You're exactly correct. You've got uh, safety tech on every side of the vehicle. You've got the forward collision warning in front, the rear automatic braking in the rear. Um, you've got the lane departure warning on the sides to keep you in your lane. This vehicle is really looking out for your safety and your family's safety. There's something interesting I noticed too about Nissan's when you uh, where you do this sort of looking at the when you have an adaptive cruise control. Uh, normally, just uh, every car company is looking at the car in front and uh, seeing what it does. So if the car in front decides to accelerate and you uh, you're not traveling at the maximum speed, then of course it'll speed up. And then of course that car breaks or it slows down. Your car responds as well. But with Nissan, you don't do that. You look two cars ahead. Yeah, in, in the intelligent forward collision warning, we do look two cars ahead. If, if you remember that iconic um, orange truck commercial where, you know, you're, you're puttering along on a mountain drive and the car in front of um, the car directly in front of you is an orange truck and there's a big spill. And, yeah, Nissan technology can actually sense um, a collision or uh, a, a, a warning in, in the road um two cars ahead um so and then for our intelligent cruise control that's that's really looking at the car ahead of you that doesn't look two cars ahead um but it, it's a very um, proactive system to where if, if the car in front of you you know um, changes speed even very suddenly the icc intelligent cruise control will will pick up on that immediately and change your speed yeah, I, li I like the idea of doing that because I can't tell you how many times the car in front of the car in front of me has suddenly braked. Then, of course, the car in front of me isn't paying attention and they have to sort of brake faster than makes me comfortable. So uh, knowing that the vehicle is trying to look out ahead of us as well. Uh, let's talk about availability for the Pathfinder. Really good looking vehicle from up front. Uh, still has the Nissan uh, V-shaped grille. Uh, when are we going to see these at dealers? Are they there yet, or are we still hanging on for them to arrive? They're there now. Um, they're starting to trickle in at dealers. We, you know, they're, they're at, at wholesale retailers now. Um, so we're really excited to, to start to see some of these hitting the road. Are they? Are we going to be able to get the supply that we need, or like everybody else, is it sort of a staggered supply? Oh, you know the, the microchip shortage deal full well. You guys are experts. Um, we're trying to pump as many to the dealers as, as we can. 
All right. Well, we'll look forward to it. I will tell you that uh, I think you've done an outstanding job and it uh, has a special place in my heart. Definitely the new uh, Nissan Pathfinder is a vehicle I've enjoyed driving recently. And uh, really for the price and for all of the safety equipment and all the technology you get, especially the large screens in this vehicle, it's absolutely outstanding. 10.8-inch heads-up display, 12.3-inch digital dashboard, and of course all those things like ProPilot Assist with NaviLink and uh, the Safety Shield 360 that are options in a lot of these vehicles or a standard equipment. Uh, it's definitely something that I'm uh, super interested in and I think my five dogs will be uh, very interested in it as well. Uh, listen, Mr. Baldo, thank you for joining us. He is a product planning specialist uh, at Nissan and the new Pathfinder, which I think they've done an outstanding job. Designed in San Diego, by the way, in part. We'll have more Our Auto Expert on the way. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. Catch up with previous episodes of the show, our website, ourautoexpert.com. You can hear all past shows, see automotive videos, and read inside of car stories about your next ride. Our Auto Expert is where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. You'll find it all at ourautoexpert.com. All right, Andy, continue with your BMW M8 competition review. Tell me some more things that made you go, ooh, I like your car, Nick. Go. Uh, the, well, the first one to recap was zero to sixteen three point three. Uh, when you did up, you scream a little? I did. Okay. I think I got it in three point one because oh. I got I was going downhill with the momentum. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's not how it's done. But all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, when you upgrade to the driver package um, for the the top end, top all the well, all the bells, all the whistles, you get a voucher for driving lessons because they're assuming you don't know what you're doing. Oh, and you need to figure it out. Oh. Um, it also unlocks rear wheel drive, which lets you go up to 189 miles per hour. It sounds like a video game. Like right. if you have 1,600 crystals, yeah. you can upgrade your car. Right. Uh, it also has a new drive style. So you have road and sport. And when you get the competition, you get track mode. And all you have to do to engage that is hold down the engine button and you've gone pro. Oh, it's, it's go time if you hold it down. I knew that. Okay. Uh, it has new Ford collision warnings and lane departure warnings. Yeah, just so because if you're yeah. going 189 miles now, you probably want to know if something <laughs> stopped in front of you. I'd like to see that stop at 180 miles now. Yeah, right. That would be fun. What's, it? What's the fastest you've ever driven? Uh, I got it. I think I've been in a car like a 120. Really? I think. What have you gone? Well, 302 kilometers an hour. That's that's British. Stand by. Yeah, it's not. It's That's German. British for, for fast, isn't it? Uh, kilometers uh, per hour convert. Is it like kilograms? Is it 2.2 miles per hour? pH. Everyone's already done this, by the way. They're, they're sitting there. So uh, 312 is 193. 193? Yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it was in a... Oh, 302, not 12. Hang on a second. Uh, I have to retype this. So I'm useless. I'm pretty sure it's close to like kilograms, right? Like 2.2 miles an hour. Th- sorry, 187. 187? Yeah. Okay, um, not bad. So 187, and it was in a BMW B7 Alpina. You made that up. No, look it up. A B7 Alpina? Yeah. Well, Al- Alpina is kind of their special brand, secret brand. Yeah, it's so secret. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> I made it up? Yeah. Look, you want me to look it up now? No. Look. I'll show you on my website. All right. BMW, so, go on, carry on. It's okay. So we also have the competition as a convertible. 
Yeah. Uh, it has new. So check this out. This is kind of fancy pants. Uh, they have new driver and passenger mapping systems. So it remembers much more than your seat preferences. Now it adjusts to your steering weight. Your it measures your braking response. And it also reminds you of your deepest, darkest thoughts and actions from 1990 and reminds them of you when you try and sleep. Cars taking over. Well, I just thought that was kind of a cool thing. I mean, yeah, it's cool to remember like how to how I like my butt warmed and you know where to sit, but the, the fact that it remembers like how you personally stomp on the brakes or don't is nice. <laughs> it's very nice. Does it flash bad driver up on the screen? It does. It says, Get out of here, bad <laughs> Look, driver. Look, there's a picture of the B7 Alpina. You know, in today's technology, Nick, it's not hard to make a website. That does look <laughs> That's really everybody's nice, website. That looks like a cross between a, a Maybach, uh, an Armada, yeah. and an M8. Yeah, you're all mixed up with your brands there, but all right, yeah. I get it. No, it looks good. I get where you're coming from. Uh, they only come in two colors, the B7 Alpinas. What an option. Blue and green. That's it. Yeah. Um, More about the competition. Go. It has a rear-wheel drive drift mode. Drift. You can drift now. It's standard issue drifting. We're fast and furiousing all over the streets. Do you know how to put it in rear wheel drive drift? You have to hold down the engine button to engage in, in the track engine. Mode. You mean the start button or no? No, it's the yeah that no. It's no, the engine button. The traction button. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Press it to engage. Yeah. I would be. I would have a hard time not saying that every time. We should do a video of that. Engage. Track oh, mode. Okay. Number one. Engage. Engage. Uh, this is also something kind of cool of note is all the driver assistant stuff. Like, yeah. All that stuff can be shut off. You can turn all of that off. You're just giving people a license now. Put it in drift mode. It is. That's, and shut that's off what, the traction control. <laughs> yeah. Turn off the safety features. That's high accident. No, it's great. You can turn off, oh, lane assistance. Nope. I'm going to go over into the other lane if uh, I want 189 to. miles an hour. You probably should keep some of those things on. No, you want them off. Why? Because it's a... It's a now it's a liability because if you have if you have the driver oh. assistance, what if some what if like a little squirrel was next to you but the car flipped out? The squirrel was running the same speed as 189 miles. Yeah, man. Yeah, this is Earth 616 in the main <laughs> continuity. We can have the squirrels run 189 miles an hour. All right, go. So they they can be shut off and you can do what you want with the car. Um, however, with the assistance turned on, uh -huh. if you play by the rules, yeah, you have the same amount of tech. As a top spec seven series limousine, oh. which is top of the top of the top. There you go. So if you leave it on, you're rewarded. Yeah. The very last one. Yeah. BMW spared no expense. There's carbon fiber everywhere. Yeah. Even the wheels have carbon fiber. Yeah. They don't. I. But they do. Yeah, I've seen panels, carbon fiber panels in the car. It's what I've been driving. It's everywhere under the hood. Carbon All of fiber. It. Yeah. 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 Steering wheel. Yeah. It's, Radio? Yep. Carbon no. fiber? Yeah. <laughs> Radio's Floor mats? No. Carbon fiber? No, Andy, come on now. Rear, the, the, the windows? <laughs> yeah. See-through carbon fiber. <laughs> Everything. It's amazing what they did to the car. But I really do like the rear Andy makes facts mode. up about the, B <laughs> the, the M8 competition, <laughs> which I own. I think I know my own car, Andy. Yeah, well, I, uh, just, I told you a little bit about it. It's impressive, though, isn't it? Did you know about the rear, rear wheel drive mode? Yeah, but you know something? So I have to tell you that David, the kid that comes over and collects our cans every week, mm -hmm. he's been begging me to take him and his friends out for a ride. Don't. He's, he's like 19. Mm. And uh, I just don't even want to mention that because the first thing he's going to do is ask if he can drive it in, in drift mode. You should tell him, like, look, I can turn off all the safety measures and we can just go crazy in the car. Uh, 
This is going to be a huge problem for me today. I just don't know why you know, BMW they all listen to the show. Yeah, no, I don't know why BMW... I'm not even going to be able to get home into the garage. They're going to be standing out front. <laughs> Who greenlighted like, that? Tab- like? Well, apparently you did, because now they all know. Now yeah. everybody knows. Yeah, well, you know, that's Listen, cool when them. you buy a BMW M8 competition or any of their competition vehicles, you get all of this stuff. And you can turn it off. Yeah, and you can turn off safety features. <laughs> but it doesn't have all the carbon fiber windows or carpets, everybody. And he's just making them up. All right, more Our Auto Expert on the way. Uh, We're going to talk to Anton Warman coming up. You're listening to the Our Auto Expert podcast. Our Auto Expert is online at ourautoexpert.com. You can hear all the past shows and you can see more information about our videos online. It's locally created, nationally celebrated. And of course, that means that you can see everything from around the world and around the country, uh, which is what I enjoy to bring you all the time. You just go to ourautoexpert.com. Uh, all right, Anton Woolman, uh, who uh, we'd like to talk to every week, is uh, is now a resident of Puerto Rico. Do you know that? Really? Yeah. Does that mean you get 5% cash back? No, named Puerto Rico? No, yeah. he moved there because of the taxes. Oh, so he maybe does then. Yeah. He gets 5% uh, cash he, back. Uh, he's, he was telling me all about it, trying to get me to move. The trouble is there's a five-hour time zone dis- difference from the West Coast. Plus or minus. Yeah. It's like, you know, I think Hawaii is like, Hawaii to Puerto Rico, the time difference is humongous. Like somebody's in the future. Yeah. And well, someone's in it, was the past. Like, it was like going to Japan with Toyota when I went for the uh, Tokyo Auto Show. Yeah. I was actually arrived home before I left Japan. Well, that well, see dude, that's that's what 16 I mean. hours ahead. Yeah, that's see. So that's, I flew home in like 14 hours. I arrived home 2 hours before I took off. Wow. Yeah. That's trippy. Isn't it? That would that would be how it is yeah. for you though. That makes so sense. So, I went back in time. Went back but, in time. But you lose double on the way out. You lose that on the way out. You know, the flight plus. So if they're 16 hours ahead and my flight was 10 hours, it's 26. So I jumped 26 hours into the future. Whoa. So you came back younger and left older. And then you were in the middle when oh, you My came brain back. hurts. Don't make me think about yeah, it. The I Tokyo know. Auto Show was pretty cool, though. I have a headache. Yeah. How do you work that out? I left before I arrived. I had a good time there, by the way. We drove vehicles we're not even allowed to talk about today. This was two years ago. Two years? Might have had rear wheel steering. Uh, it was really cool. Oh, Nick, no. Yeah. You, you know really how the steering that? is at the front of the car normally? Yeah. Uh, or, or a Mercedes-Benz S-Class. They have rear wheel steering, which is only 10 degrees, but it's really to stabilize the car. Well, I might have driven a car while I was in Japan that doesn't steer with the front wheels. It steers with the rear wheels, just like a hospital trolley. Oh, you, know, you get no, huh? Yeah. So rear wheel drive would be rear all wheel, wheel steering. drive. No, rear wheel steering. Yeah, but if you put a rear wheel drive in a rear wheeled car, would that mean you get automatic no. wheel driving? So now you're doing math in another country. Okay. Well, I was just trying to. I think, I think I'm right though. Rear wheel steering. It was. Uh, it was very scary. So. Uh, all right, let's get, let's turn to our guy who knows more about the auto industry than pretty much anybody else I know, especially the industry part, the financing, autonomous driving, and electric vehicles. Anton Warman, independent analyst and investor. You can read the majority of his stuff at the street and seeking alpha. Anton, so Tesla says uh, you, they talked about this uh, subscribed full self-driving mode, and then you need to pay up to a thousand dollars for this uh, for this feature. Uh, for the computer upgrade. Is this just another empty Tesla promise? Well, so what happened, Nick, was that in October 2016, gosh, a half decade ago now, uh, Tesla said that all the cars that were shipping from now on 
had all the hardware required to handle full self-driving, and they specifically said level five doesn't get any higher. That means completely driverless, no person in the car, that your blind grandma could be asleep uh, laying down in the back seat and everything will be fine. Now, subsequent to this evolved most recently into the ability to do a subscription for this full self-driving feature that they are advertising that depending on which version of a previous hardware that you had would cost either $100 or $200 per month. Now, here's the trick. It turns out that the, the requisite hardware is not in place in all the Teslas as they had promised when people bought these cars. So they first offered, this was about a week ago, said, well, if you pay about a $1,500 extra, uh, we can enable this uh, for a subscription. And then everybody complained and said, look, you promised that the cars that we bought had, quote, all the requisite hardware uh, required for this. And Tesla responded by lowering that price from $1,500 to 1000 And now people are, of course, saying, well, look, I mean, you know, when you said that it had all the hardware, it doesn't mean that it had some of the hardware. So we really shouldn't pay any of these hardware costs that we were promised was already included in the vehicle when we purchased it in the first place. So that's where this stands. And uh, one wonders why Tesla really wants this bad publicity around what they're doing, reneging on their promises, because for them, this is uh, sort of south of peanuts money. And they're just getting all of this uh, bad press when it comes to having broken their promises. And I I can't for the life of me understand how they uh, deem that this is worth it. I feel very much like this is a bait and switch. Yeah, I mean, look, it is. It is it really what it is is just petty, right? I mean, it's just basically saying, let's see who just falls for it and pays for it. Now, mind you, Tesla has a market capitalization of over seven hundred billion dollars based on the fully diluted share count, and you know, there's no shortage of. It's not like they have to cut corners on some of these things, uh, especially when they made such an explicit and unequivocal promise that you know this was already included in the vehicle which really boggles the mind i would say petty uh, and weird and stupid are words that come to mind why uh, uh why aren't people suing them well they may be i mean keep in mind that tesla has been sued before for a similar version of this when people first bought these things and they leased the cars for say three years and you know this would have been the three years following the october 19 2016 announcement that took place then in October 2016 uh, that all of this stuff was included. And during their lease period, say 36 months, three years, they never got the functionality because, as we all know, no Tesla yet is truly full full self-driving or anywhere close to it. So they paid for a functionality that stated that they were going to get full self-driving. And during the entire time that these customers owned the vehicle in question, they got nothing Nothing, Nick. Uh, oh, wow. It's, uh, it's very shocking what goes on. All right, let's turn to another story. Um, I'm excited about this one. Lucid Motors may be going public imminently. Uh, the first, uh, These first vehicles are going to happen uh, early September, October, I believe, barring any, uh, any further delays. But uh, if, if this uh, public, is this the public share, so they're going to become a public shared company? That's right. They're doing these popular uh, so-called SPAC special purpose uh, acquisition corporations where they're going public with this SPAC. Uh, I think it's called Churchill. 
uh, and um, supposedly, if everything goes well, this will happen already in about you know 48 hours from now. So uh, this could be imminent, and if so, Lucid effectively becomes a publicly uh, traded company where one of the largest shareholders, of course, is the uh, Saudi Royal Investment Fund. Uh, which invested in them back in August, September of 2018, uh, when they had been, you know, rumored by none others than Elon Musk that they were going to invest in Tesla instead, but they didn't do that. And uh, Elon Musk came out publicly and said we're being bought out at $420 a share, and that was false. And instead, they turned right around weeks later and put uh, about a billion or so dollars into Lucid at the time, which sort of saved that company. And now, uh, three years later, uh, voila, they're apparently going public. So uh, uh, good luck for them. And uh, they're having their factory down in Arizona, uh, which is up and running, as we say. And they are in validation, production testing. They're building about... 50 to 100 cars right now, then there'll be some pre-production coming in September, and maybe by October, if all goes well, they will be in regular production. Uh, you know, these things were supposed to be out, of course, about a, a year or so ago, and as things go in this business with these companies, especially the ones that have never actually delivered a product before, uh, these things have gotten delayed, and I wouldn't bet uh, uh, all that much money that we're going to have a serial mass production by October this year either. My hunch is that it might be another delay of a month or two or three. I drove past the factory on my way driving from Phoenix uh, to Tucson, and it's uh, quite impressive. Uh, a good company. They seem to be pretty solid. Their product looks really good, but we haven't really got to evaluate that yet. No, look, this is a beautiful vehicle and all of that, but, you know, building cars is hard as uh, <laughs> famous people have been saying in recent <laughs> years and it's very very you know it's very difficult to do to, to to close the entire circle to close the entire loop of production service life cycle management and actually do it first of all in a way that it delivers on the quality and secondly to do that in a way that is cost efficient and therefore profitable for the company in question they, they, you know, we go back 100 years in time, it's likely more than 100 years, and we had hundreds of car companies. And in the end, what sank all of these hundreds and hundreds of car companies in the 1920s and 1930s wasn't the fact that they had beautiful designs and interesting technology. It, it had all to do with mass production and handling this life cycle experience, not for the enthusiast, but for the average uh, you know, Joe Sixpack out there who really needs reliable transportation where the life cycle management of the vehicle in terms of service and and then so forth, that will take them this ownership, not just the first couple of years, but, you know, for the first couple of decades or more into a safe harbor. And that's what's so difficult. And that's where we're now seeing this new wave of all electric vehicle manufacturers that have yet to prove themselves in this arena. And I suspect, that, as I think most of us are suspecting, that far from all of these vehicle manufacturers will survive this in, in, the, in their original form. And we'll just have to see how it shakes out, who is going to be acquired and at what valuation and who are going to be left by the wayside. Yeah, it's the the map is just absolutely incredible. Finally, just want to talk about the fact that you've been traveling around Europe and you're seeing huge amounts of electric chargers. Look, I, I am. Uh, this is a huge sea change from where we were even two years ago where electric vehicle chargers are like everywhere. Forget just gasoline stations, but every rest stop. I mean, you can see just parked out in the you know, summer villas along the coastlines. Yeah. I mean, there is a... And there's charging yeah. stations in all configurations and all types of places, and uh, it, it's really uh, uh -huh. it's really a major movement on that front. 
Right. It's uh, it's good to see that uh, finally that charging stations are everywhere. I mean, the cars have been for sale for a while, but it's good to see that. Anton Warman, independent analyst and investor. You can read the majority of his stuff at the Street and Seeking Alpha. There's probably nobody around who knows as much about the electric car industry, especially in Europe. Also, autonomous driving and the manufacturing uh, makeup of the financial part of the automotive industry. More Our Auto Expert on the way. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. Over 15,000 people have downloaded Our Auto Expert podcast and many more streamers. Join the happy listeners via iHeartRadio app. Also, you can go to uh, Spotify or OurAutoExpert.com. Just scroll to the bottom and hit the podcast button. Hours of endless fun await you. I'm Nick Miles, and this is Our Auto Expert radio show where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. I'm along with Automatic Andy, who has been uh, just poking his little head around the new Ford Ranger. Uh, we have the uh, 2021 F... Uh, the, 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 the Super it's F4X.com. We don't even need numbers at this point. No. It's just the Ranger. It's, uh, it's not the Ford's smallest truck anymore now. They have the Maverick coming out, but it's the second second smallest True. and it's that uh, mid-sized truck which is super popular same size as a Tacoma uh, what did you like about it Andy well it's hard to beat this one this one is it's just solid all the way through um, probably some of the highlights for me however where there, there's so many like it almost gave me anxiety in a good way of how many options that you can choose on this car like it's like a Lego um, but the big ones are it has a in the Ranger package the FX2 uh, it seems like that's more uh, geared towards like mountain terrain and like urban off-roading. You What's urban like, off-roading? So Driving around a building site in the city? Yeah, like da- yeah, like downtown in, yeah. in the, your major city where there's construction. Some, you know, it's like a sturdy place to put your Starbucks while you wear a hard hat. You know what I mean? <laughs> hard uh, hat Starbucks wearing people yeah. drive the Ford Ranger FX2. Exactly. All right, the FX4 is yeah. more geared towards like the forest. The sand stuff. Place there isn't bathrooms. Yeah, no, bl- yeah, no bathrooms. There's bladders on each side door, to for you to. to no, no there is. There's not Ford. That's just a joke. Ford, I'm kidding. Um, then there's the Tremor package. Yeah, well, this is the big baby. This is this is where it's at. This is yeah. the amalgamation of all of the packages, all of the above. Um, but within even within this Tremor package, there's three levels of luxuries and add-ons available. Right. Amply named level one, two, and three. Oh, bam. Boom. Then we have uh, at, coming out for the new Ford Ranger is the final, finally turbocharged 2.3 liter pumping out a modest 270 horsepower. And for that size, that's, that's a, a lot. lot. Yeah. Yeah, that is quite a bit. It can get down the, the road pretty quickly. Uh, they have an updated infotainment package, including uh, being able to turn the truck into a mobile hotspot for up to 10 cell phones or tablets. That's great when you're camping because yep. there was like, oh, I don't have Wi-Fi. And you went, uh, just hang on a second. Yeah. Boop. Attached to my Wi-Fi from the Ranger. Boop, 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 yeah. boop, boop. Now yeah. you have to be nice to get the password. Yeah. Well, we could change it if you're not. Yeah. You wake up in the morning and things didn't go the way I wanted it last night, password gets changed. Guess who doesn't get Try and get there. an Uber now. <laughs> uh, we also got um, new updated exterior and trims, uh, including a bigger five-foot bed with a four-door option, or you can get the six-foot bed with just two doors, depending on your, your urban camping needs. I have to say I'm a four-door guy. I yeah. know you get the smaller bed, but Having the if four I want doors. a bigger bed, I'll buy a bigger truck. Well, I have a bigger truck, but I'll buy a bigger truck. Yeah, exactly. I agree. Um, then we have an all new to round it out. Kind of like the cherry on top is the all new safety system called the terrain 
management system. It's uh, the engine and suspension auto calibrate to what terrain you're on, and you yeah. can switch it on the go if you don't agree. Yeah. So uh, I played with that on the inside, you know, the mud and ruts and that mm -hmm. sort of thing. I, I had to drive all over my neighbor's lawn just to turn the mud and ruts on. <laughs> Sorry, Scott. I just think that's pretty neat that the car kind of, you know, gets a sense of where you're at, what you're doing, and auto calibrates itself. Yeah. That's pretty slick. Yeah. I mean, this the Ranger. It, it's just it's hard not to be happy about because it, it doesn't it doesn't necessarily excel in one certain thing, and it's not necessarily the best. In Sounds one certain like me. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like it's like a solid eight and a half all the way around. Yeah. It's just a, a good truck. Yeah, I like it, especially off roading. Uh, there's video online at our YouTube channel for our Auto Expert where you can go and you can watch me uh, ford it through water. Watch you ford it? Yeah. I'm writing that down. Ford, that's mine. You can't have that. Watch ford. me ford it across the water. Got it? Right. How can you just suddenly take claim to a sentence? <laughs> that you made. Oh, okay. Uh, so, yeah, I drive it through all this water and uh, do donuts in it as well. I do it off, lots of off-roading, too. Mm, yeah, no, it's a, a great car. I had a good time. We launched it. And we went to the launch of this vehicle in San Diego. So uh, we just they took us out into the desert and we drove it around. Uh, we Did had they a good, have time. good food? <laughs> yeah, no, I was. I didn't eat while I was there the whole time. I don't mm. know. I was driving cars through You're mud. You're too busy getting the FX option. Yeah, I was getting all the muddy, dirty stuff. They didn't have the Trevor, by the way, when we launched it. So uh, now they have the Trevor. It's much better. Uh, we didn't have time to get to the uh, Lexus LS 500F Sport. That's okay. But that's what we drove in today. Yeah, it's very, very nice. Uh, it's so beautifully crafted on the inside. I felt like I was in a, you know what it reminds me of? You know they have those little Japanese lilies when you go into the uh, the spa? Mm -hmm. They have like this play white wall with just a Japanese lily sitting there, just growing out of a pot. Yeah. The whole inside reminds me of a spa. And it, yeah, okay. I'm with you. No, yeah, I, I can see that. Because when you sit in it, like when, when the door's shut, like the whole package kind of comes together. Yeah, the door you... panels. I've never seen anything like that. It's beautiful. I just, I think the whole thing, it, it, it's like, I know, I don't want to sound cheesy, but it really, in the inside, it is an experience. Yeah. It's um, nice. Different materials, too. You rub your hands across the inside door panels. Oh, is that when you haven't been to... eating Cheetos. Okay, yeah, don't, don't do that. <laughs> but it's uh, it's like so many wood options and the material and the metal. It's like so styled on the inside. But it's very like, it just reminds me of a massage parlor. It's sort of clean and fresh and very simplistic and beautiful. Well, yeah, it's funny you say that because they did pull from uh, some specific Japanese artists uh, for the in inspiration for the inside of the car, yeah. some of the some of the cuts, some of the trims, some of the glassware strategically placed uh, in reference to a famous Japanese artist. That Did you had. like the fact that when I put it in uh, S Plus, uh, Sport Plus mode, it acts more like a race car? It does. It kind of like dips down a little bit. Yeah, and like it's it's ready in go mode. You I'm impressed. Down and you slam your foot down. It's like yeah, yeah, and then you can go back to being like nice and prim and proper and luxurious. I will tell you, though, don't take your dad in it to go uh, to drop his car off from service and have him sit in the back. That was extremely funny and cute all at the same time. Yeah, you didn't have to vacuum his cashew nuts out of the back. And by the way, when I had a chat with him about making the mess in the back seat like a five-year-old, he, he blamed it? it on the nuts. He said, well, they were all broken. All right, they were broken, <laughs> but you got them all over the inside of my Lexus LS 500 F-Sport. I watched him back there eating them. He didn't care at all. No, he was he, like, I don't have to clean this. Like, it wasn't just nuts all over the floor. 
and all mm. over the seat. No. He like got them wet and smeared them. <laughs> so there was like cashew nut smear. I had to get a cloth and wipe down the interior. Okay, like he would take a, a bite of some and then like he would take some out of his mouth and just, you know. It, it looks like that's what he did. Although yeah. I hope my dad isn't that like no. terrible. I posted a video this week. Uh, it went to Fox Morning News of me giving my parents test drives in the uh, Mazda CX-5. I saw that. And they were uh, they were funny because they were arguing. <laughs> my mom do. was complaining about my dad eating in the car. Imagine <laughs> that. All right, Our Auto Expert is online. You can go to OurAutoExpert.com. You can actually register to get updates about the website. We'll send you all the stories in one beautiful email once a week. Plus, you can, of course, get the podcast there. Scroll down to the bottom and click the podcast. You can see all of our TV interviews all of our live coverage of uh, stuff on fox sports you can see the fox sports show you can also read of course articles by perry stern and his team uh, mike meredith that uh, they put up on our autoexpert.com our voss has articles up there and me and mike and there's even andy there somewhere yeah all right go there while we uh, while we take a break we'll be back next week You've been listening to Our Auto Expert with Nick Mile. Find all the show episodes at ourautoexpert.com. Please follow us on all social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Our Auto Expert. And message us for a quick and witty response.